Welcome to Mid-Century Living, your weekly podcast about everything mid-century and how to bring the best of the mid-century to your everyday lives. Welcome to Mid-Century Living, the show where we talk all about the mid-20th century and how to bring the vintage vibe to your everyday life. We're your hosts, Gonzalo. And Jackie. Thank you for joining us today. And a Merry Christmas to those who celebrate. Jackie, are you doing anything vintage for Christmas this year? Well, I sewed a vintage Christmas apron that I'm going to wear later to bake some vintage Christmas cookies. And I'm working on a vintage dress uh, in a vintage-inspired fabric. So yeah, I'm doing lots of vintage Christmas stuff this year. I, um, While we're recording this, I'm not done with anything except for the apron. But <laughs> by the time this is released, I will have finished all of them. <laughs> How about you? Very nice. Uh, so I don't know if it's vintagey, but I was looking at what we'll be eating for Christmas uh, Eve dinner. Traditionally, we go to either my sister's house up in in the north, or they come down here, and we like a big family thing. But this year, it's just the four of us here in Houston, which means that I get to plan the menu. And I was looking at vintage inspired English menus because I want to make a goose. Where are you going to get the goose? Did you figure out where to get a goose? I've not gone that far. I have <laughs> many with sides. And I, I thought I saw a goose at the grocery store. I know that they have Cornish hens, which was my fallback in case I couldn't find a goose because I can make individual Cornish hens for everyone. That's it's just four of us. So, yeah. But stay tuned. I love the idea of making a Christmas goose. Nothing quite Dickensian is making a Christmas exactly. That's why I was thinking. I was thinking. I was looking up vintage, like mid mid twentieth century things, and then that led me to like older traditions. And what I I was like, I don't know what was that I was at, but I just got this like Charles Dickens feeling. I go goose. You should make a steamed pudding too. A what pudding? A steamed one, or one of those like old British boiled puddings. You know. Where they like wrap it in pig stomach? Well, my mom makes English pudding oh. on Christmas, every Christmas. Oh, good. Oh, fine. That's cute. Yeah. Yeah, other than cookies, I have lots of cookies to make. Uh, we're going to my parents for Christmas, and my mother does most of the cooking, and I just kind of help out with the side dishes. But yeah, picking out a whole Christmas menu sounds fun. That's nice that they just gave you the reins and they're just like, go pick whatever. Well, they didn't. Oh. <laughs> I kind of took over. <laughs> well, good. That works too. Oh, that's funny. You could go with a duck if you can't find a goose. Do you think they taste yeah, the same? I think so. Because for my uh, duck is delicious. It's very, very fatty. And goose is very like dark meaty. It's kind of like eating rabbit. I've never eaten a rabbit. Oh, it's like all dark meat. Is it? It's really good. Yeah. I know ducks are all dark meat. That's why they're the best of all the feathered food. Bow. Yes. The word you're looking for is foul. Thank you. <laughs> but anyway, now that we've scared off all the vegetarians, let's get on with the show. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we really love the response we got to our Halloween special. So we wanted to try it again with Christmas. Be sure to go back and listen to episode eight if you want to hear the Halloween one. But for today's Christmas holiday special, I reached out on social asking people to share their memories of celebrating Christmas in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. All of the content for this next segment came from friends, relatives, and Instagram followers, and members of my favorite Facebook group, Mid-Century Modern Kitsch. 
I tried my best to organize everyone's memories by topic wherever possible to try to keep things organized as we move forward. Awesome. Okay, cool. So how about we get started then uh, in our organized listing here with some stories about Christmas trees? Christmas trees. So um, by far the most mentioned Christmas memory was having a live Christmas tree. Usually they were bought from a Christmas tree lot, but one commenter remembers chopping it down himself. Quote, I remember getting our tree in the Coronado National Forest near Tucson. We went with a group of people from my dad's work. Yes, we picked one out and cut it down. I remember it was difficult to find a tree that was the correct height. We had a picnic lunch with the group, a fire that we cooked over, and the car we drove was a Ford Falcon wagon. <laughs> a Ford Falcon. Oh, man, I love that car. My my great uncle had one. Really? In mint condition. Oh, yeah. But it wasn't a wagon. His was a sedan. I've never had a live tree, though. Have you? No, we always had fake ones. Yeah, same here. Here's another memory. In the 70s, I love when we choose fresh Christmas trees from a local vendor, tie it to the top of the car and get it home. Anticipating the thrill of my dad setting it up and getting it all ready for us to decorate. We put on lights, multicolored, uh, large bulb kind, and me, my mom, and my sister would decorate it with ornaments, garlands of tinsel, and sometimes we would make popcorn strings. They were hard not to eat as we as we made them. I love the smell of fresh pine, end quote. <laughs> so these days in the vintage community, everyone seems to have aluminum Christmas trees. And they're very, very popular these days as to how to bring like a vintage vibe to your home for the holidays. So I kind of assumed that they were the most popular tree back then as well. But the only comment we got referencing a silver tree was this. My neighbors lived in a white brick split with black trim. Every Christmas, their huge picture window displayed an enormous white fake tree decorated solely with white lights and shiny cobalt glass balls. I thought it was the most elegant thing I'd ever seen. I, I, I've never had a like white or aluminum tree. My only memory of that is the movie Home Alone when they're in Paris and they have one. And I always thought, why is it not green? I have a silver tree right now. It's just a tinsel one. But I'm on the I'm hoping one day I'll just run across an aluminum pom pom tree in a thrift store at an estate sale one day because the ones that people have already found and are reselling in antique malls are all like five hundred dollars and I'm just too cheap for that. Yeah. Nope. A lot of money. There's a lot of money. But anyway, <laughs> speaking of decorations and shiny ones like the tree, uh, here's another one, but this time of handmade decorations. So, quote, I decorated my bedroom door with Christmas cards for my friends. I would also make a chain from red and green construction paper and drape it across the top of my door. I made chains like that as a kid, too. I wonder if kids these days still do. Listeners, let us know if your kids still make these. <laughs> I'm actually really curious. I don't think I ever did. But I will say, if I taught elementary school instead of high school, I would totally have made my kids do this this past week. <laughs> Somehow, I don't see a bunch of, like, 17-year-old football players doing this. No. Yeah, it's definitely an elementary school thing. Well, it certainly seems like a safer choice, because apparently decorating with Christmas lights was a huge safety hazard back then. A uh, few people mentioned how hot their Christmas lights were. Quote, those big lights we used to put on the tree got hot in asterisks. Those things would burn you. <laughs> yeah, and another commenter said, uh, quote, here's one story from life about those big multicolored lights we used to hang outside, the big lights. My dad was untangling them in our newly carpeted living room. He had them outstretched uh, across the carpet and then plugged them in to check if any were burned out. 
and actually burned little marks across the carpet. Oh, man. I remember that. I'm so glad that we've moved past that in technology where when one light burns out, the whole screen is dead. (laughs) I kind of remember that from my childhood also. Like my dad used to still like lay out all the string lights and make sure they worked before he went outside to do anything. (laughs) My dad had this little tool that you would, I don't know, push a button and touch the cable and it would tell you if it was working. In my opinion, it never did anything. I'm pretty sure it was like an infomercial type tool but he swore it worked (laughs) so transitioning to other stockings and presents from decorations one commenter mentioned the paper fireplace they hung stockings on which reminds me that i really want one of these i've seen some people around the internet that either still have theirs from the 60s or found ones in good shape in the wild but they're basically like almost life-size cardboard red brick fireplaces that like you just set up on the side of your house or in your living room when you don't have a fireplace to hang your stockings on. And we don't have a fireplace at our house. So I think that that would be really kitschy and cute to have. I'm looking for one. <laughs> I had to ask Jackie what that was because <laughs> uh, when I read this comment, I was like, what do you mean the paper fireplace? Because I have a fireplace in my house. It's not a fancy looking one, but I do have my stockings hanging there. Good. And speaking of stockings, I don't know what you put your uh, in your stockings or if you guys put out stockings without your paper fireplace. But <laughs> uh, one listener uh, sent us a comment about how their stockings were filled uh, with things like an orange, an apple, mixed nuts, hard candy, a small toy, and if we were lucky, a women's small sampler. Women's samplers are those little gamble chocolates, right? Yes, which I got one from one of my students and I <laughs> promptly ate the entire thing in one sitting. <laughs> Speaking of what they got on Christmas, someone shared this tidbit about Christmas presents. Quote, my dad hid hid our toys where he worked, so he would have to drive there to get our gifts. The toys were placed under the tree unwrapped. If we got pajamas or clothes, they were wrapped, which I thought was really interesting. interesting. Thinking back, like, I don't remember unwrapping Christmas gifts growing up, but maybe because I didn't grow up in the States, because I remember my gifts that I would get at the epiphany holiday which is january 6th i think here in the states like the three kings day that's when we got all the cool stuff like that's when like i got bicycles and like you know stuff christmas was like here's a present because it's christmas yes we should have mentioned at the top that um i think most of these are specifically american christmas traditions from the mid-century so maybe we can do a mid-century christmas around the world episode one day yeah Stay tuned, listeners. (laughs) So, but yeah, that is presents. And where do you think people bought their presents? But department stores. A lot of people remember going to department stores for shopping, or at least a whole family driving downtown to look at lights and to window shop. Some of the specific stores mentioned were Sears, Woolsworth, and JCPenney's. I think they're really cool. Sears, to me, is very mid-20th century. Yes, and we got a lot of people mentioning the Sears catalog also. Yeah, we should definitely do. I'm just making a list of future Christmas episodes now, <laughs> but we should definitely <laughs> do on Sears. Um, maybe yeah. Not necessarily around Christmas. We could probably just include that as a tidbit if we release it some other time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we definitely should. Speaking of department stores, one commenter said that a Christmas story does a great job of showing Christmas going to the big department store downtown to see the display was a special event. The magic of that movie is in the small details of everyday life. Yeah, so A Christmas Story, the movie, came out in 1983, but the screenplay was based on, quote, semi-fictional 
unquote, anecdotes from books that the screenwriter wrote in 1966 and 1971. So it definitely counts in our yeah. mid-century range. Definitely. Now I've, okay, don't, don't come at me, internet, but I've never seen A Christmas Story. That is bananas to me because I don't know if they still do this, but I know while we were in high school, was it ABC Family? It was TBS. TBS I remember that seeing ran it and I never hours. And I never understood what that was. I was like, what do you mean 24 hours of a Christmas movie? They just played it over and over again. I guess maybe the people at the network were home for Christmas, so they just left it on repeat and went home. <laughs> <laughs> I, for the longest time, thought the name of the movie was 24 hours of a Christmas story. Oh, no. Like it was one really long movie? No, I just thought that was the name of the movie. Oh, no. Nope. They just played that movie on loop for 24 hours. But it's really, really cute. And it is very, apparently, I'm, I'm glad to hear someone saying that it's authentic because, yeah, we definitely need to rewatch that. Yeah, maybe we could do something like that for next year's Christmas special. We'll add it to the list. <laughs> yes. But the moment we've all been waiting for, the food. Yes, the food. So we can't talk about a holiday without mentioning the food. Here's one food memory. Quote, we always had a special meal on Christmas Day and homemade cookies, candy, and nuts. Another commenter um, mentioned some other food specifically as well. Oyster stuffing, special appetizers, certain desserts, games we played after dinner. That's not food, but it was associated with the food, so I included it. Yeah. We always played, and we still do, we play dominoes. But And then uh, I put this other memory in the food section, but it's really more about family. Quote, during the 60s, we spent about a week making divinity fudge, and other hard candies and packing them in coffee cans and sending them to my brother wherever he was stationed. Oh, that's cool. So I, I, I have these great pictures of like our family from back south. My, my grandparents had this house with like an entry with like these double doors that opened into like the dining room. And there's these great pictures of Christmas time. And this must be, because they're all black and white pictures. So they must be in, in, in the 60s, 50s. They would just open up those doors and somehow find tables. I don't know where they got the tables from, but they would make one long table and like all the family would come together. Um, so I don't know why that when you said that, you know, family getting together to making fudge and other high candies, I just, uh, for my, in my mind, I was, it was that table. I love that. Yeah. But speaking of grandparents, we have one commenter who said that sometimes the traditions outshadowed the food. Every Christmas Eve, my grandpa would dress up as Santa Claus and all the friends and family in town would gather. I remember being dressed up to match my cousins and the ladies all gathering in the kitchen, chatting and cooking. We ran up and down the basement stairs between where the guys were hanging out and where the moms were. I don't remember the food at all, but I know it was abundant as were the drinks, but the vibe was so festive. Aww. Yeah. Um, here are some other memories that I didn't have a specific category for. Quote, I went Christmas caroling with my friends to houses in my neighborhood. We would knock on a door, sing a few carols, and we would always end with, we wish you a Merry Christmas. We were usually invited inside and were given some cookies to eat. And here's another memory from 1968. Quote, my parents always had a holiday party in the basement. The women dressed up. I could hear all of the great songs by Sinatra, Brenda Lee, Nat King Cole as I fell asleep upstairs. I can picture my dad behind the bar serving his friends. To this day, the smell of mint creme de menthe reminds me of getting goodnight kisses from the ladies. 
<laughs> that's nice that's late 60s and one more memory that we have from a little bit outside of our age or year bracket in 1970s uh quote we would leave cookies and milk sometimes scotch out for santa and there was nothing better in the world than holding that magical belief that he was coming to bring us gifts and we could see them in the morning our christmases were always magical punctuated with our favorite christmas records by the carpenters tony bennett Lynn Anderson and Roger Whittaker. I wouldn't trade them for anything. End quote. No. I I feel like the I don't know the 1960s 1950s Christmas is so like okay you see a Christmas card mm-hmm. out of like of like a scene of Christmas and that's it's always 1950s 1960s it's like some somewhere we lost how to celebrate Christmas. Yeah, I think the outfits have changed, but the spirit is alive and well. Because we were even talking about some of the stuff we remember still doing these days, uh, like making, like our parents laying out all the Christmas lights to check for broken bulbs or like making (laughs) construction paper garland. I will say the one thing I never understood, uh, maybe listeners, you guys can help me with this. And we mentioned it when talking about the Christmas tree decorations was the popcorn strings. Mm hmm. I don't, I don't get it. I saw people do that. I'm pretty sure. So I remember watching, like, I think it was Mickey Mouse do it in like a Mickey's Christmas Carol or something. Um, So Mm -hmm. I tried to do that myself and it is very, very hard to thread popcorn. But a lot of people decorated with food back then, even older. I think that tradition comes from earlier than the mid century. um, Because you just kind of, back before you bought everything, you made everything. And you just kind of decorate with what you have. Kind of tying back to our Halloween episode where people's costumes, more often than not, were just homemade. Stuff mm-hmm. from around the house that you could turn into a costume. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's where a lot of that comes from, too. Yeah. Well, what a time. I mean, those the decorations also, especially the lack of glitter from the mid-century, <laughs> which is always a plus. Yes. Because we know but- every... Here at Mid-Century Living, we hate glitter. We we strongly dislike glitter, yes. <laughs> but my parents had, had decorations from the 60s, which I'm pretty sure... Actually, you know what? I'm not pretty sure. I know are still on the tree at their house because I put up the tree this year yeah, at their house. And they have these really... I, I like them. They're really... The, um, it's like two bubbles stacked on each other and like pointy at the bottom. But yeah... Uh, I think they're much better decorations than what we have now. Now everything's so like sterile. They're um what's great about these days though is there are still a lot of and I didn't include this in our script, but I mean, tying it to today, if you want to get vintage style Christmas decorations, you could always go with a silver tinsel tree that which comes from most places, which kind of um is a nod to the old aluminum trees, though apparently the true authentic vintage thing to do would be get a real tree. But you can buy, um, mm-hmm. Shiny Bright is still making ornaments and you can buy them at most department stores. And sometimes if you're lucky, you can get them at a discount at Home Goods, and you can get them for $30 a box on Amazon. And they are the old style Christmas ornaments from the 60s where they're like glass with the little caved in bit or they're um, hand painted beautiful things. So <laughs> um, you can still get some of this stuff out in the wild if you keep an eye out. Did you ever use the glass ornaments? No, I chickened out because my cats 
don't want me to have nice things. So I, um, I did buy some vintage ornaments and I ended up just putting them in a fishbowl, like as a decor item. And then the ornaments on my actual tree are from Target and they're shatterproof. <laughs> and we already, the very first day I put the ornaments on the tree, three of them came down and one of my cats was knocking them around the living room, but <laughs> I just moved everything up a couple branches and now we're so far so good. <laughs> we had the glass ones growing up and I'm, I don't have any in my house and thank goodness because when I decorate the tree, I drop them all the time. Yeah. I, um, I put some glass ornaments on the tree the first year we had this tree and the very first one I picked out of the box, I dropped on the floor <laughs> Oh no. Uh, and that's how I realized how quickly they break. And then I was more careful with the rest of them. But yeah, between me and the cats, I'm really, it's a shatterproof ornament household here. Yeah, they really have no, no, no give. Like they have no bounce. Nope. So. A million pieces as soon as it hits the ground. But very pretty. <laughs> very pretty. So that is pretty much what we have from our listeners. But Typically around here is when we do our etiquette segment. And we thought that at this Christmas special, it would be a good idea to show you guys or share with you guys one last final thought from one of our followers in the mid-century modern Kish group. This is a longer memory, but um, I thought since it was just so sweet, we should read it in its entirety. So we'll close the show with this. Right. So this is a memory from Ellie Boss, again in the mid-century modern Kish group. Christmas, 1964. Large migrant family from the Netherlands. We have been living in Australia for four years. Dad was working in a factory and we lived in a house on the edge of the property. He was caretaker also, for some extra dollars. We were poor and he didn't earn much and there were five, uh, five of us kids. Our family tradition was that we would go to bed Christmas Eve like normal, just another night. However, as we sleep, the magic happens. I woke in the middle of the night to pee and walked into the most amazing and incredible sight of my little life. Stuff everywhere, and I mean everywhere. The open plan living room and kitchen dining area was awash with stuff and wrapping paper. My eyes were agog. I was chewed into the loo and on my way saw dad making tires for a beautiful old pram using a rubber hose and melting the ends together. It was incredible. Somehow, I managed to fall back asleep, and when we woke in the morning, there was a mad dash to the lounge room. The Christmas tree was decorated, mostly with old, fine glass decorations from home, presents wrapped under and around the tree, oohs and ahs from all of our Christmas bounty. Not one item was new. All of it had been given to mom and dad from the factory owners. Mom and dad stayed up all night repairing and dressing up everything. We didn't care that it wasn't new. It was just incredible, the magic our parents had created for us. Mom must have been sewing up a storm making the bedding for the pram and clothes for the dolls. She used old clothing and bedding. It was truly a joyful Christmas because of what they did. I recognize that even as a little person. I, I have no idea what to say, except for I feel like that sounds like the perfect memory to close our Christmas special is like the best way to respond to that. But isn't that just like the best ever? Did you read that, that all is. the way through yet? It's like the sweetest thing I've ever read. <laughs> anyway. Well, that sounds like the perfect memory to close our Christmas special on. Thank you all for listening today and for all of your support this year. Please remember to subscribe to the show and tell a friend. Um, if you have suggestions or feedback, send us an email 
at info.mcliving at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at mclpodcast. And listeners, just a reminder, after this episode, we'll be taking our holiday break. We will be back with new episodes starting January 12th. In the meantime, we have 14 other episodes you can listen to on our Buzzsprout Hub, and the link for that is in our show notes. Happy holidays, everyone, and we'll see you in the new year. Happy holidays, guys. Bye. Yay, Christmas! Thank you for listening to Mid-Century Living. Please subscribe, tell your friends, and leave a review. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram at MCL Podcast. See you next Friday.